Hello, my name is Ron Harrigan, and this is the Fulcrum Strategies Healthcare Update. Well, it's March 24th, and we now have over 50,000 cases of COVID-19 in this country. We've had almost 700 people die, and more than 100 are dying each day now. Many experts believe that we're still at the very beginning of the worst of this crisis, and that things will most definitely get worse before they get better. It's still too early to know if the restrictions and calls for social distancing are going to flatten the curve. Simply put, these are difficult times. On Fox News last night, Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor of Texas, suggested that seniors may be willing to, and I quote here, take a chance on your survival in exchange for keeping America, that America we love for their grandchildren and grandchildren. Later, the president tweeted that we need to make sure that the cure isn't worse than the problem. In an interview, he indicated that he wanted to get the country working again by Easter Sunday. He made the comment that, look, we lose thousands of people a year to the flu. We never turn the country off. He went on to say, we lose much more than that to automobile accidents. We didn't call up the automobile companies and say, stop making cars. We don't want any cars, any cars anymore. We have to get back to work. You know, on reflecting on these comments, I think they both make a good point here. I mean, we can't let the stock market go into freefall. If we do, how on earth are the hedge fund managers going to be able to afford those vacation homes? I mean, really, people, it's just the flu. What's the big deal? So what if a few old people die? Well, okay, so the diabetics, some of those are going to die as well. And people with COPD or high blood pressure, well, they're just going to have to lean in and take one for the team here, okay? See, you have to look at the things on the bright side. When we're all done with this and the virus has run its course, just think how much better things will be for the rest of us. With a few, with fewer older people, our Medicare and Social Security trust funds will be in much better financial shape. Getting rid of some people with things like high blood pressure, diabetes, and COPD will reduce our overall health care costs in this country. I mean, we know that 5% of the population spends 50% of all the health care dollars, so, you know, getting rid of a few of them will make things better for the rest of us. Look at the bright side. Plus, think about this. Once the virus has done its job on our workforce and it'll be smaller, there will be a reduced unemployment rate. Heck, this may be the best thing that ever happened in this country. Well, I mean, for those of us who survive it. Okay. I can only be sarcastic for so long, and I've reached my limit. Time to break out my soapbox and climb firmly upon it. To Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and to President Trump, I say this with all due respect, which is not much. Are you both out of your freaking minds? Seriously, have you taken a fall, taken a serious blow to the head? Unfortunately, I think the answer to the first question is yes, and the second is no. Okay, let's get serious and look at what the experts say could happen if we are too quick to remove restrictions in our country and the economy right now. Now, these experts are people who have devoted their lives to epidemiology, population health, and infectious disease. These experts universally think that getting back to work too early is a terrible idea. They talk about things like community spread. So here are the numbers if we can't control this thing. This is a new virus, so there isn't a lot we, we know, and there's a lot we don't know. Experts and modeling suggest that without restrictions and social, social distancing, 
somewhere between 25 and 80% of the population could get infected. Okay, we know that an average of 20% of those infected require hospitalization. We know that the fatality rate is as high as 7% in Italy and 2.3% in China. So, what do things look like if, oh, I don't know, 40% of the U.S. gets infected? If that happens, it means 132 million people would become affected. And over 26 million of them would need a hospital bed. All right, don't Google it. We don't have that many hospital beds. If we assume a fatality rate of only 2%, that means 2.6 million people would die. All right, let's put that in perspective. Last year, there were 38,000 fatalities from auto accidents. Another way to look at this, 2.6 million American fatalities. That's about twice as many deaths as the total casualty count for every war America has ever fought since the Revolutionary War. Let that sink in for a minute. So my comment to the president is this. Grow up. Listen to your experts and start leading this country. Your comments aren't helpful and they're dangerous. If you can't do that, then get out of the way and let some adults take over in your place. All right, now right now I'm sure there's some people who are thinking that I'm just some bleeding heart liberal using this situation to throw stones at a Republican. Fake news, right? Actually, the reality is I voted Republican more than anything else in my life. This is not a political rant. My problem is not with the president's party, but rather with his comments and his actions. Okay, so while I'm on my soapbox and we're talking politics, Senator Schumer and the Democrats in the Senate, you should be ashamed of yourselves for trying to add your progressive agenda to the stimulus bill. Shame on you. Oh yeah, don't try to leave the room, Senator McConnell. Shame on you, too, for thinking that it was a good idea to float $500 billion to businesses without enough control or oversight on what they do with it. Stock buybacks and executive compensation should not be allowed. A plague on both your houses. Look, I'm an economist. The economic damage that will be caused by closing this country for weeks or months is staggering to me. It keeps me up at night. I don't want to see people lose their jobs or their houses. My problem is, I don't think it's worth killing 2 million Americans in order to keep the economy going and the stock market alive. I don't think that's a good trade-off. It's time for serious people to make serious plans on how we fight this virus. We know that no matter what we do, people are going to die and the economy is going to take a serious hit. It's time to do what is right and based on facts, data, and experts and stop making truly idiotic and dangerous statements. There now. I'll get off my soapbox. Thank you for listening. And no matter where you sit on this position, please be safe and be well.